Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing the unusual sports on television and why we avoid golf. Then we get to the week's tech news, including California's new child safety laws that could affect how you use the internet and Tom Hanks' new mobile game. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 345, recorded August 31st, 2022. Living life on the blockchain. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by two guys who I wasn't sure if they were frozen or if they were just standing really still. Turns out just really still, it's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello, Sean. Hello. What is going on, my guys? Well, you've got me watching a competitive world chase tag. They'll turn anything into a sport. Looks really cool. Like I would watch this. You know, it's and, one of those. And, it's one of those things I've experienced where they produce like an hour-long extreme tag event on TV, but the tag is only like six minutes of it. Like they mostly just tell. It's sort of like have you ever seen the drone right. racing on TV? Hmm. It's kind of the same thing where it's like so little of it yeah. is actual action versus how much of it is filler. But the action is so mesmerizing. It's like gymnastics. It it is. Nope. That's good. Wow. It's also it's a little disturbing. They have this will he survive 20 seconds thing. And it, it does feel a little hunger gamesy with these two guys just like entering into the arena together. Um also, the beginnings are super weird. So I've watched a couple of these matches at this point. In the beginning, one person always stands still for a long time as the other one approaches them because it doesn't behoove you to move first, um, which is interesting. <laughs> now, so, have you, Sean, you mentioned that you know many such sports. Yes. Yeah, so I, I believe it or not, I am a fan of the ESPN, the Ocho, um, their programming block of odd Sporting events, are you guys familiar? And I'll just read you off a couple that I have watched and enjoy. Are you familiar with uh, Tech Ball? No. T E Q B A L L. Imagine if soccer were played on a ping pong table. Okay. Like food? Where, where it's, well, you have to kick a soccer ball, basically, but it has to go over the net of a ping pong. T- so it has to bounce <laughs> off of a ping pong table and you can only use your feet. Tech ball. Wow. Wow. A, a real sport. Or how about quad ball? Have you heard of quad ball? I've heard of Calvin ball. No, this is stupider. <laughs> um, actually, quad ball isn't even what I thought. How many of these sports are there? I'm sorry. I don't know what quad ball is. I was thinking they have a version of volleyball where the nets are like where there are two nets, but they cross each other to create four quadrants and you shoot the ball over the four quadrants. Hmm. What about Omega ball? Cool. Have you have you heard oh, of Omega I've, ball? I've seen that one. Omega ball. That Omega is, three no. fatty acids. <laughs> Colby's being healthy. I love it. Um, Omega ball is <laughs> soccer, 
But instead, there are three goals with three teams playing simultaneously. <laughs> I wish I was making this up. So it's very can... stupid. So and, like, can, and one soccer t- ball. Um, I think so. I think so. Wow. Yeah, totally wild. Um, and that doesn't so even does add that in. Mean you you can you can your team could lose if like one of like a different team is just really bad. Yep, absolutely. You can come wow. in second place or third place. Wow. And of course, there's Crazy. the air guitar championships. There's uh, <laughs> the paper airplane championships. Oh, that's cool. Uh, corgi races. Stone skipping over over bodies of water. Mm. That's cool. Totally. A true competition. I read an interesting article uh, in the local newspaper here about pickleball, which is that becoming more popular everywhere or is it just here? No, it's pretty much here. My local parks have a court. They're, they're becoming popular yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So there's a turf war now developing between the tennis people and the pickleball people because the pickleball people are playing pickleball on the tennis courts. And because there are more pickleball players now than tennis players, they're crowding out the tennis Mm -hmm. players and, you know, starving them of of court slots. Mm -hmm. People are upset about that. Fun fact, pickleball invented uh, in Seattle on Bainbridge Island. Hey! Fun fact. I went to the Pickleball Museum last year. Yeah, last year. I had never heard of Pickleball before. Little did I know it was about to become the the new hot thing. That's very cool. Uh, Friend of the show, Phil Lopez, messaged me. Uh, He's watching live. Thank you, Phil. Uh, He wants to point out two things. One, uh, ESPN has a pizza tossing competition, uh, which is very cool. And he also asked, am I in a hotel? And the answer is, yes, I am. I don't live oh. here. Where are you? Where in the world is Sean? Do you want to guess, Dan? Uh, Charleston, South Carolina. See, no, actually, I'm in Charleston, North Carolina. <laughs> but you were close. Um, yes, I wait. There's, there's both. Yeah, but no, Charleston, North Carolina is the big one. You're blowing my mind. Yeah, Charleston, North Carolina is the largest city in North Carolina. Oh, my God. This. uh. Yep. Did I tell you about the time that the uh, the Super Smash Brothers player went to Ontario, Canada when they were supposed to go to Ontario, California? Yes, you did. Because the the invite just said this is the same thing. Like, come on, you can't have two cities with the same name and with states that have a similar name than states that are right next to each other. Thankfully, I went to the popular one that's uh, at the airport is an American hub. So they, they always get you where you need to go. Uh, that, I guess that's true. Wow. So I'm I'm tethered right now on, uh, over my 5G ultra wide band broadcasting Whoa. from uh, my my hotel room. Wow. Yes. That's cool. How many how is do you have the ultra wide band? So you're operating at like gigabit speeds and stuff. I'm getting like 220 to 30. Wow, megabit that's cool which is pretty good but i'm also getting like because i did test it before i was getting like 25 up which was more than i get at home so yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's more than i get here 
So it's you can't it's, pay it's Comcast working. for those uploads. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you <laughs> cannot. <laughs> they they believe me. If they could charge me, they would. Uh, uh, but yes and yep. no. Ah, uh, so we've missed a couple of weeks. What what's going? Uh, what's going on? Anything exciting? Ah. Uh, I was on an island in Maine. Right. It was pretty cool. They've got some good islands up there. I had no idea. Some Colby approved islands. So what, is, so there? what was a day in the life on, on the island? So the island was like... So to get there, there's a ferry from Portland. And the ferry is basically like a bus or a subway. Like it goes and it stops at all the islands. Mm-hmm. Um, which was dope. And then the island is like big enough that it was inconvenient to walk everywhere, but still pretty small. So instead of like cars, every every house has a golf cart. <laughs> uh including our, our Airbnb house, which came it came with a golf cart. Um so so there was a, a lot of golf carting. And then there was one store. There was a, a, a general store on the island that had like beer and like dry goods, like non-perishable food items. They had like that bread in a can, that like brown bread in a can. Super weird. Um, and then there were some like beaches. So you could just you hop on your golf cart, like scoot over to a beach and hang out. It's kind of awesome. This was an Airbnb, correct? Correct. Yeah. Hmm. Um, trying to think what else happened. That crazy thunderstorm that that happened on the East Coast happened there too, and it was it was wild. There was lightning everywhere. I think Dan is still <laughs> thinking about bread in a can. I, yeah, I was thinking about that. It just sounded very blissful. I was just putting myself in Colby's shoes, just, uh, you know, driving my golf cart around. Do you know I've never driven a golf cart? Really? Huh. It's uh, it's on my know. bucket list, if I got to be honest. I think at this point I have to elevate it to bucket list status. Otherwise, wow. there's a chance I might never drive a golf cart. Have you ever driven a um, like a go-kart? I've driven a go-kart. It's kind of like that, but slower. Right. But you can do it on golf courses. That's the, I think that's what it really, I don't think I would be that excited about driving a golf cart around a beach town, although it does sound convenient. I think I want to go to one of those fancy ass golf courses with a little sidewalk and putter around on the golf course. I think I would need to do that. Now, have you ever gone golfing? I have gone golfing, but when I went to golfing, I was under the age of whatever, 16, and I was not allowed to drive the golf cart. Mm. And since then, I have not been golfing, nor do I particularly want to, because the thing I realized that I realized this a long time ago, the reason I stopped golfing was I realized that golf is a game about standing in the sun, and I do not like standing in the sun. So I stopped. You're more you're more of an extreme. Are you even allowed? Actually, guy. now that I think about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. In a nice warehouse somewhere in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, are you even allowed to wear like a bucket sun hat on a golf course? Because now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. I mean, it's like baseball caps or, or nothing. Can you is very different than should you. I think can you? Sure. I don't see why not. Is it proper etiquette? I don't know. Do you own a sign? Aren't there like dress codes and stuff? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know. Have you ever been golfing, Sean? (laughs) I went golfing once. Uh, So I will tell you, my dad bought me a pair, a set of golf clubs at a tag sale for $10. I went golfing Mm -hmm. once. I know on, I don't remember my final score. I know on one hole I shot 12 over par, which if you know anything about golf, you know that's truly horrible. I then proceeded to move those golf clubs to like five different places I lived, including across the country, and then finally gave them away for free and never <laughs> went golfing again. So have I been golfing? Not really. But I come from a family of golfers. My brother, my father, my grandfather are all golfers. So di- didn't get that gene. I've never golfed. I did go to the driving range once, which was fun. Now, have you ever done top golf? Topless golf? No. (laughs) Colby doing topless golf. Um, I love that. That's hilarious. No, top golf is like the, you know, when they're, you know, like bowling alleys have been around forever, but then like Splitsville came around and made them like sexy and added alcohol. Top golf is that for a driving range where they build them around the country and it's like you get a little private booth and there's alcohol and food and the driving range. It's all your ball has a chip in it. And so when you hit it, it'll actually track a how far you hit it, but also b there's like scoring targets like around oh, where you hit them and it'll actually total up your scores. You hit them. It's it's as someone who hates golf. Top golf is very fun. That looks so cool. That sounds very cool. Yeah, they sort of gamify it. It's I, I did ever uh, done those the, business event. Hmm. Have you ever done the thing where you hit your golf balls at a video screen? No, I've always looked at um, that. No, but I saw someone do it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Top golf. Top golf. All right, next up, panic outing. I know we have a big backlog, but <laughs> <laughs> this looks like fun. Oh damn! By the way, I, I so I noticed on the Top Golf website that they they advertise their TikTok amongst all the other social things, which I I think is pretty still pretty rare for a corporation. Uh, did anyone has anyone successfully undertaken the TikTok challenge? that we outlined on this show like two months ago, <laughs> whenever that was. No, we, I downloaded TikTok and I get notifications from it all the time and I never open it. Uh, yeah, I failed. I didn't download TikTok. I will not give in to the Chinese government. I refuse. I am American first. That's why I <laughs> spend all my time getting sucked into Instagram, an American company. Instagram and truth.social. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Amazing. Ah, uh, all right. What happened in tech news? What what happened? 
We're already going to tech news. My goodness, Dan, you're very excited tonight. Um, we've got a lot I'm, of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, obviously next hard week driving is the um, the big Apple event. Uh, so and that will be next Wednesday. So if we do the show on Monday, we'll be before it. If we do it after Wednesday, we'll be after it. Uh, so we can certainly do some previews there. There's also uh, California child online privacy law. Uh, Meta talking about adding more paid features. We talk about Logitech's upcoming game handheld. Tom Hanks' new app. Um, or anything else you want to talk about? Let's talk about Tom Hanks' app. I mean, it's been the biggest story in tech, no doubt about it. Tom Hanks, who already has a pretty uh, chummy relationship with the folks at Apple, he's released his last couple movies as Apple TV Plus originals, um, including Greyhound and Finch. Uh, has launched a new trivia game on Apple Arcade. It's called Hank's 101 Trivia, featuring questions in several categories, including history, math, geography, and food. You can try to beat your own high score or face off against other players in a head-to-head bout um, and team matchups uh, as well when the game arrives, uh, which I believe it's already live. So, um, yeah, check, uh, check out Tom Hank's trivia app. Apparently, it's the first trivia app for Apple Arcade. Are you guys still Apple Arcade subscribers? Uh, I think I am because Laura and I have like a uh, group bundle. But not necessarily for Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. But it just yeah, comes Yeah, I... I'm in, the same, I'm in the same bucket as Colby, although I might pick an Apple Arcade game as my pick this week, now that you remind me of that. Mm. Will it be Hank's 101 Trivia? (laughs) (laughs) No, not yet. I haven't tried it yet. You know, Tom Hanks, if you're out there, there's still hope. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically the whole story. I mean, I I mean, is there like a if you guys could create your own Tom Hanks video game, what game would that be? I mean, do you think trivia is the best way to use Tom Hanks in video games? So this is not, to be clear, this is not like um, the, tr- the the trivia game that was really popular a couple of years ago. Trivia uh, Crack, I know, was... No, this is the one where you had to like log in at like 8 p.m. on, you know... And, oh, oh what, HQ. What was called? HQ. HQ, yeah. Scott, this Scott, is not Scott like that. This is like a... <laughs> it was it, no you're you are you are very close though to something very similar to that uh so this is not like that right this is a single player offline experience no there's game. a multiplayer okay. version it's just not like you just play in rounds against each other it's not like a live sort of scheduled thing scott rigowski yes i like scott scotterson what'd you say i like that better Scott Scottson. It's a 30 Rock reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't make a uh, Tom Hanks as Sully Sullenberger. You know, you got to land the plane on the Hudson in the app. Like that sounds very action packed to me. Or even like a Captain Phillips defend against the Pirates app. I mean, he's been in so many great movies. You know, the Forrest Gump run Forrest run app. I don't know, but I guess trivia works right. too. The Castaway app, where it's like one of those you have to check in each day and you're just floating through the ocean and you gotta like you know catch your fish and all that stuff. 
Well, are you guys, I'm, I know you guys follow Tom Hanks on social media, so I don't have to tell you this, but, um, he is one of the, one of his things he's known for is he likes to take pictures of like gloves and shoes when there's only one of them on the ground. So like when you're walking along, if he finds a glove, he'll take a picture of the glove and post it to Twitter. And so you could have the Tom Hanks, like matching app where you got to match the glove with the missing glove or the shoe with the missing shoe or the sock with the missing sock. There's, there's so many ways to express Tom Hanks through an app. Yeah. Next. Next. For What's my next, next trick, let's talk about this this California law. I don't know. This is a, the only story in the rundown I had not heard of. Yeah, it's kind of a big one, and it's popped up the few like hardcore developers I follow on Twitter have been talking about this. Uh, California has passed or at least their legislature has, the governor still has to sign it. Um, AB 2273, the California Age Appropriate Design Code Act. Um, It is a uh, regulation that makes online platforms safer by children by requiring web services likely to be accessed by children, however that's defined, to conduct a survey assessing the potential risks for users under 18. Among those, sites must limit using personal information from minors and avoid collecting geolocation data unless strictly necessary. Um, It similarly restricts using dark patterns, a general term for manipulative design features um, that isn't defined in the text. uh, And it requires services to establish the age of child users with a reasonable level of certainty to implement higher standards for privacy and safety. Now uh, there's definitely a lot going on there. Um, If you talk to the supporters of the bill, they say it's important um, to um, to make sure apps like Instagram can't hook children with addictive features and make them vulnerable to exploitation or bullying. But the programmers, specifically coders, are very concerned about the um, that this may force apps into invasive age verification systems, not just in California, but across the country. Um, Eric Goldman, one of the most outspoken critics, called it a poison pill for the internet, that basically every site you go to could require some sort of um, verification of who you are um, to make sure that you are not underage and can appropriately uh, visit that site. One of the biggest lobbyists for this bill uh, was a company that does online age verifications by doing things like facial scans to make sure that you are who you say you are. To conduct, so it says here to conduct. It requires web services likely to be accessed by children to conduct a survey assessing the potential risks for users under eighteen. What is so? If you conduct that survey and then you're like, here are the risks. Do you need to do anything else, or is it just you just need to conduct the survey? No, later. No, also in the bill, it requires them to establish the age of the user with a reasonable level of certainty to to implement basically what they find as part of that survey. So if, if you're on Instagram, if you are Instagram, I, I should say, and you realize that you have um, age restricted content, a you have to first determine if you have age restricted content, and then B you have to then put in some sort of gate or some sort of service to. Uh, establish the age. Now, whether you do that by cookies and IP address is one thing going all the way to scan a fingerprint or your face through the camera to verify your age um, to then put that um, that's those risks into uh, into 
limitations. Interesting. I mean, specifically, there yeah, are laws I mean, already I think on like the... so many of these. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like so many of these laws, it's, I think it really comes down to how people decide to implement it because it does seem a little vague just from this article. Like, for example, they say uh, uh, it restricts the use of dark patterns but doesn't define what they are. Like, okay, well, <laughs> that could mean a lot of things. I, my guess is that people are going to take the least um, inconvenient interpretation of that for their business and it's going to be very difficult to pursue them because, you know, how do you prove that someone is violating this law if you didn't define what dark pattern is? And they're like, well, I didn't think it was a dark pattern. Dude. Yeah, I don't know. We should ask a lawyer about that. Maybe I should ask a lawyer about that. <laughs> if only we knew one. Uh, no, yeah. I think part of it is that the, you know, there's already laws uh, federally that require, you know, ch- things be restricted to children on the internet. I mean, that's not a new law. What the California law really does is say you have to put something in place to, you know, it's sort of been like a self-reported. You've seen those like ask a parent to log on type things, but there's never been a hard platform or rule that has required this verification. Uh, UK, the UK tried this years ago and it was a total screw. They had a huge issue trying to implement this. I don't believe they ever fully did. Um, that's what the California law is trying to push is an actual system to fully legitimately verify. Yeah. It, the, yeah. Ever since I was online, maybe not ever since, but certainly since middle school, there was all those forms where it's like, you know, by continuing, you agree that you're over the age of 13 or, or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so undertake a survey. And like, what does that mean? Does, does, uh, or what was the phrase like a comprehensive audit of like the age? Is it just asking someone how old they are or does there need to, does it need to be more exact than that? Cause if so, how would you, how exactly would you do that? Yeah, I think it's a mix of that. Like you said, the vague language of the law. I mean, the first step is determining what is and is not age appropriate for the stuff that isn't right. You're right. It, it, with a reasonable level of certainty. So if it's through, it could be through cookies and IP address and device IDs, but potentially it, if that's not enough, you're right. It could go all the way. The, when I know when the UK tried to do it, this was like two or three years ago and it was a pornography law where they basically said, if, if you're a, a adult rated site online, you had to like actually verify the people and they tried to do it through, um, you know, you had to sign up for a, a verification service where they had your ID, but then you had to log in with them. The whole thing blew up and never went anywhere. Um, but I think that's the kind of thing they're talking about here. So in this case, um, like when you mentioned cookies, are they like asking Google for like their demographic guess about what this person is? Like who, who, because there's nothing in your cookies that says that, you know, you're 25 right. years old or whatever. Well, I think it's that that sort of AI sort of, hey, this person visits a lot of children's sites. They're probably a but child. But the only people thing. who could answer that question are Google and Facebook. Well, or and then that's where I think. And like I said, one of the biggest lobbyists is these uh, verification services. I mean, they're right. startups and companies out there whose only job it is is to collect a million points of data and try and figure out who you are without actually asking. And I think those are the ones who are going to benefit the most by this law, where if they can say by pattern recognition, of what data we do have from you as a user, we can tell your age. 
that that's probably what's going to lean into this law. So weird. It also okay. said, didn't you say it was like, or it sounded like from the article that the, the, the text is like sites that children are likely to visit. <laughs> it's like another avenue of like, what, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, listen, the internet's been around what in popular, at least in modern homes, 30 years uh, plus, and we've never had, you know, it's always been on the honor system, right? You know, you go to any alcohol or tobacco website, they ask, they actually ask you to put in your birthday and you can just lie. You know, it's always been a sort of self-reported system in California for the first time is saying, no, we are going to require it to actually be pretty serious. Hmm. And developers are like, hell no, we don't want to be in the business of verifying anybody. This is a nightmare. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the Web3 people to get in here and be like, we're going to solve all these problems. <laughs> it's on the blockchain. Your identity's on the blockchain, guys. Don't worry about it. Your birthday's on the blockchain. Hell yeah. Living right. life on the blockchain. That's the episode title. Right <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's just now the governor hasn't signed it yet. Um, hmm. So it's possible it may not actually end up passing, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, what else in here is worth talking about, my my pals? I, am, I mean, oh, go ahead, Colby. I had no idea that there was an Apple event next week. <laughs> it hasn't gotten a lot of buzz, and I I do want to talk about it with you guys because I'm not that excited. I'm not that interested. Apple is like these iPhones are getting very consistent, but I can certainly talk about what uh, the rumors are. And what you might potentially expect from the event. Like I said, the event is Wednesday, September 7th. Um, so we will talk about it at some point on the show. Of course, I, this is the iPhone event. No surprise there. Those will be the star of the shows. We're looking at the iPhone 14. Um, uh, the particular things they're talking about for the, specifically for the Pro and the Pro Max. A, and always on display. Um, sort of like what Androids had, where certain elements of the screen um, may be able to stay on um, without significantly draining the battery. Um, we're also talking about a 48 megapixel rear, ca- rear camera with a larger sensor. Of course, we always get a camera upgrade. That's not a surprise. Uh, and a screen that finally gets rid of the notch in favor of smaller camera cutouts. What does that actually mean? Um, it means that it won't totally disappear, but instead of being a full notch... The, the screen, it'll look like a little oval with the screen going around it, but there will still be a dark area uh, of the screen. It won't be a full edge-to-edge screen in particular. Um, of course, upgraded chips, faster charging, more storage, all the usual stuff. Um, but those are sort of the big uh, pro features. What What is the advantage of this over the notch? It's just you get some pixels around the edge? Yeah, there's some talk around in um, in the new iOS that potentially in that sort of uh, dead space up here could be used mm-hmm. for some some sort of notification or or mm-hmm. or information. But you're right, visually you're not going to see a big a big change. Okay. The other thing is, I believe it's also going to be uh, it's going to be not as long 
as well. So it'll be shorter. Oh, okay. And it will just be like if you look at your phone, like for example, mine has the speaker cutout that's like just a little oval. It'll look like yeah. that, more like that. Uh, interesting. Okay. The uh, you know something I realized we don't have in the run. At least I don't think we have it. Is the the T-Mobile satellite uh, yeah. thing mm-hmm. with the the Starlink? And there was a the story. Was it last year's iPhone event that was like, oh my god, it's going to have satellite phone calling and now people are hypothesizing or rather i think it's the case that phones iphones that you buy today could hypothetically work with the t-mobile version of this because i think it's using some fancy spectrum something something to do it uh so you don't need a, a new new hardware but that apple might announce similar partnerships this time that would be yeah. exciting as someone who spends a fair amount of time in, in areas with no cell phone service. Yeah. As far as I understand it, it would, you're right. Be that would be like, and, I, and I can't call. remember the last, like, yeah, I can't remember the last phone feature that came out that would have, that would have like really forced me to upgrade my phone. I, I do anyways, cause I'm a nerd, but, uh, yeah, that, that would, that would get me to do it if I wasn't already going to do it for sure. Yeah, no, a big a big question. So the hardware exists. The big question is, can they get the carriers um, and the agreements in place to actually turn it on? And then the other, we'll talk about Apple Watch in a second. I think that's where it's really going to be very interesting is a satellite-connected Apple Watch. Um, great on the phones, but imagine you don't need the phone at all and your watch is connected by satellite. Truly fascinating stuff. Um. Cool. Yeah, so that's the bulk of it. It's expected the regular iPhone 14 won't have a lot of changes. Um, maybe a better front-facing camera, but nothing too too interesting there. Really, the Apple Watch is where we may see some interesting stuff. Three models, uh, the Series 8, better chip, um, temperature monitoring, uh, body temperature monitoring, which is interesting. Uh, but what's really exciting is we may see a new lower price, uh, a new Apple Watch SE to replace the uh, Watch Series 3, uh, and then a pro version of the Apple Watch, which we've never seen before, a larger, nearly two inch display that's more shadow resistance, a strong metal case um, that is designed to be uh, active, designed to be beat up a little bit um, with a little bit larger uh, and with potentially um, satellite connectivity as well. But this watch may be in the $900 to $1,000 range. This will definitely be uh, an advanced version of the watch. I think I definitely need to get a new watch this time around. My Series 3 is uh, doesn't charge all the time anymore. Now, does temperature Actually, monitoring it, it excite you? it only works with like, the old chargers. Maybe. That could be cool. And say, like, now, well, I mean, it would have been cool cooler for COVID when I was like, you know, constantly, every time I felt weird, I have to go take my temperature to see if I was dying. But and now you don't do that. Well, certainly <laughs> at least, less, at least less. not for the next couple of months. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Less, less frequently. I kind of like that idea. I do like to, when I'm sick, I do like to put my temperature like into Apple health when I take my temperature, which you can, you just can do, do that. Yeah. 
yeah, that's a that's a you know, you have to go in and click like add data or somewhere. It's it's not the most intuitive thing to do in Apple Health, but I do like to do that when I'm ill to to uh, track my progress. Wow. Body temperature, add data. Wow. That's cool. It would be kind of a cool thing to know. Like, I would love to know what is actually normal for me. Yeah. And I noticed it has basal body temperature, too. So if you were wearing your Apple Watch uh, when you went to sleep, it could it could track that information. It could know like what the range is. Yeah. What is what is that? The temperature for your herbs? No, I think it's like your resting <laughs> your resting body rates. I forget what I feel like that came up in biology at one point. What is what is the what does that word mean as it relates to biology basal? You're, you're assuming we paid attention in uh in biology. Big mistake. <laughs> I liked chemistry better. <laughs> Doesn't say. Folks, Wikipedia, if you know Twitter, come on. Knows, this is why I... up for debate. Uh, don't pay. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> Anything else that we're we're expecting? So we're not going to get any VR stuff this time. Well, I don't think AirPods excite you. Eh? Uh, we make yes. It... The AirPods you... excite me. AirPods Pro. A, they make it a bit of a different design. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Beats Fit Pro um, from Apple. They have a bit of a different design. The, uh, instead of the stems sticking down, uh, they actually stick up into your ear a little bit. So we may see, there's rumors that it may match that design a little bit more closely so you won't get the uh, historical uh, AirPods stems sticking down. Um they also potentially, there's not as much known about this, but they could have a focus on fitness tracking, uh, including upgraded motion sensors to match up with your phone as you're exercising. There's also the possibility of lossless audio. Um, even the high-end AirPods Max currently don't support it. Um, this would be the first potentially with uh, Apple's lossless format using Bluetooth, Bluetooth 5.2 support. Um, to be able to get all that data through. Uh, there's also a rumor of a, a charging, charging case upgrade. Um, the big one is just that it'd have a small speaker to locate it via the Find My app to make a little noise. But that's kind of it on the uh, maybe colors. But that's basically it on the AirPods Pro, kind of matching the uh, the Beats Fit Pro um, in um, in style. I hadn't seen looks weird. Beats, Beats Fit Pro before. I think I definitely saw someone had the, like, I saw the case and I was like, wow, that looks cool. The headphones are crazy. What will you click on if the thing doesn't hang down? <laughs> Just sort of grab it and shake it aggressively? I don't know. <laughs> They have a clicky B button on each earbud with which to uh, control them. So it would be a button more so than a stock. A button? A button? That's a B, crazy. by the way, looks like a six or a nine if you look at it in the right angle. 
Very interesting. I don't know. I would a colored um, AirPod Pro excite you guys? Like if it came in colors? I don't know. I don't think it would excite me enough to buy a new pair of AirPods. But Fair. like next time, next time I lose, whenever I lose this pair of AirPods, I would get a different color than bright white. Yeah, I I don't think I agree with Colby. I'm way more excited about things sounding better or or changes in shape than I would be in colors necessarily. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, that's pretty much all we're expecting for the event next week. Uh, Apple's expected to probably hold an event in October, as it usually does to showcase iPads and Mac. We may see a new M2 equipped iPad Pro, uh, an entry level iPad with A14, three new Macs, including an updated Mac Mini, Mac Pro and MacBook Pro, all with M2. Um, certainly for next week's events, we'll be talking iOS and watchOS updates with iPadOS and macOS updates next month. Will we see the reality headset? Um, TBD, who knows? We got two events this fall. Maybe they'll show up at one of them, but hard to say. I totally want a new Mac Mini. <laughs> really? Well, I like I like the one that I have. It's still here. It's still running. It's still a I don't know a, a general purpose server thing that exists in my house. But I feel like I might oh. as well get one that uses less power. Do you use it to like run stuff? Yeah, I have like a like I still use that um whatever BitTorrent sync is called now. So that oh, like wow. runs off the Mac Mini and then you know I have like Arc or whatever that backs up backs that up to uh some S3 dingus somewhere. So that runs on there. Like, you know, once in a while I run something and usually I just put it on there. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. I mean I have it, you know. It's been uh, been chugging along for eight years. Mm, it's helpful having a backup PC slash Mac. It's it's nice having a secondary. I had to uh, the other day the doctors uh, the uh, my mother got an MRI and they sent her the results on a CD. And I was like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Um, and I had to actually download Parallels. <laughs> what? on the Mac and spin up windows to get the data off and be able to actually look at it and then copy it. Cause the doctor needed a copy. I just want a flash drive for him. I said, I ain't burning you a CD buddy. Um, I know I said, what, what, what era is this? That's wild. So it's always good to have a backup. And that's, uh, that's the Apple event. Whatever they announce, we'll have full coverage here on the show. So you're going to want to circle back and hear all about it next week. Um, guys, any other tech news worth uh, worth talking about? I don't think so. The summer is coming to an end, so we'll hopefully have more tech news soon. 
yeah, you know, we get all those announcements uh, pre the holiday buying season. So um, a lot of companies will be spinning up what's what's hot and what's new in technology. Supposedly, we're going to be getting new uh, VR headsets from our folks at Meta uh, coming up later in the spring. So there'll, there'll definitely be some right. product announcements. Nice. What we do All here. I really want is whatever the small version of the PS5 will be. <laughs> the PS5 slim. I decided I'm not buying a PS5. Yes, exactly. That's what I'll Well, did buy. you see that I'll it got it. slightly lighter, Colby? I would accept heavier, but smaller. It's just, <laughs> it's just too big. It can't well, fit a in. denser. I, mean, I don't think I can get it through the door. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someday. Someday. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, so it's it. So on that topic, just a real quick, no, a real please. quick tech side note. I think I talked about this when I when I built the gaming PC. But like, when going from like building a computer for the first time in ten years, it became so obvious how much more energy things use because of how much bigger the heat sinks and fans are, and how just you hold your hand behind this computer when it's doing something. It is very hot. In fact, it's a metal case. You put your hand on the top of the case. The case is hot. And I don't ever remember that happening on a desktop computer before. So I actually fear that unless the uh, video game consoles become armified, that things are not going to get that much smaller because the heat sinks just there's just so much heat and energy now right they're super but, loud my ps4 is so loud when the fans i will say on. the ps5 is very quiet so mm. at least there's that cool. you get that trade-off for it being a look for it being bigger now dan you didn't do any sort of like water cooling on your new pc or anything you, you didn't get too crazy with it did you no i didn't i didn't I would think I would consider it if it made it quieter because I would like that. But I don't know if it actually would. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I just know I try to avoid water near my pricey electronics. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can get like the the all in one like pre built water cool thingies where it's just like here's a fan and here's a hose and you put the hose on top of the CPU and you put the fan on the thing and then you don't have to like you're not filling pipes with water. <laughs> That's what I would do if I were to do this. But at the end of the day, you're still generating a shitload of heat and you have to cool it off somehow. So I don't know like if water cooling isn't. I guess it is more efficient, and that's why people do it. So it probably would be a slightly quieter, at least. But I'm also just lazy. So my solution is I used to never, um, I used to never sleep my Windows computers. A because uh, you know back in Windows Seven, sleep didn't work that well, and B mm-hmm. because I was like, well, whatever. But I do sleep this one because it's a little loud and it uses a lot of energy. So, and I haven't had any issues with it. Well, you know what's been so strange is my M1 Mac, since I got that, I shut it down all the time. Every Windows computer I've ever had, I never shut it down. But because the boot is so fast on the M1 Mac, it takes just as much time to boot it off from being shut down as it does from sleep. I mean, sleep it's a little faster, but the speed from... So I'm just shutting it down and restarting it. 
um, and saving the battery. Uh, not that the battery is bad, but it's just so fast. Interesting. Well, you're being very secure because I think that when you do that, your hard drive is like encrypted. So if someone were to grab your laptop, they, uh, it would be even less likely to be able to get into it. No, you know, I've got so much important private data on here that God forbid anything should ever happen. I mean, I had to take it through TSA security. I said, listen, guys, you, you can't have it. You can't have it. I need to do the show. And, uh, and speaking of the show, uh, guys, we've got some picks we got to get to here, some stuff we want to share with the world, things we're excited about, chatting about. Uh, and we've got a few interesting ones in the rundown. Uh, I think I went first last week, so we're going to have Colby go first this week. Colby, what are, uh, what are you enjoying this week? Well, I've been, I think we talked about this on the show, but I've been enjoying my, my uh, Macintosh book air, the new one. It's quite nice. Um, I feel like it's all the things I hoped for. I took it on vacation and I didn't use it that much, but I also didn't charge it at all for the entire week. And it still had 30% battery when I got back here. So I'll take it. Um, you know, it does all the things. I'm recording the podcast on it right now. I don't get weird like lagginess like I was getting on my old computer all the time. Um, you can probably witness that if you go back into the podcast uh, archives. How's the blue uh, color holding up? Good. It's a little smudgy, but I don't. I don't like. You notice? I really noticed it right away because when you open your brand new computer, is completely un. Uh, you know, untarnished by your, by your grimy ass fingers. Um, (laughs) But now it's so, it's so smudged that it is kind of uh, taken on a patina, a patina of sorts. And it, it seems fine. It doesn't phase me anymore. Uh, But I, I do like the color. I did need to get a different color because I already have the space gray, like macbook pro and it looks a lot like you know if you weren't looking closely they look the same but i will say you must be just dev it must be so difficult for you to work without having the touch bar i don't know how you do it i mean that's (laughs) that that's a tough one yeah it's really inconvenient to uh not have to look at the buttons before you press them <laughs> oh, that's great! No, hey, listen, it's it's a it's a nice computer. That's great. I'm glad you're uh, enjoying it, and the the show's been working great since you since you got it. So, very nice right. stuff. I all got right. it for all of you. Don't panic, listeners. Right. Just very right. well. And is that why you expensed it on the company credit card? <laughs> yes. Please, please don't do exactly. that. We, we don't. We don't have the money in the account to cover it. So, <laughs> um, no, check it out. The MacBook Air uh, with M2 as promoted by Mr. Colby. Uh, Dan, what do you have this week? Yeah, so I have an Apple Arcade game. It's not exclusively to Apple Arcade, so you can get it other ways called Really Bad Chess. And 
I, are you familiar with this idea of chess puzzles where like you get dropped into a middle of a hypothetical chess game and you need to figure out like what the optimal move is. And this is like a, a way that people can enjoy chess. Uh, but if you're not good at chess and you want to kind of experience this, you can play really bad chess where you're dropped into sort of, it's, it's not like in the middle of a game, you start a game with like 10 Queens, five horses, four rooks and a king and the other opponent has like shit pieces and you just kind of devastate them <laughs> with, and like and then you could have scaled the difficulty go the other way you have a bunch of terrible pieces that you need to defeat like the computer that has all queens or whatever but i just like playing at like somewhere up to like 30 percent, like rank like three to four where like you have slightly better pieces of the opponent so you have an advantage and you're kind of just it's just like a a more fun logic puzzle and less of a, like this requires all of my brain power to think five moves in advance sort of thing. Uh, so I've been enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. There's other game modes too. I haven't tried the other game modes. I'll have to report back. Yeah. And I was uh, impressed to see this is a Zach gauge game. Um, who we've picked on the show many times before pocket run pool, um, Sage solitaire um, guys, a, a superstar. I've done uh, Type Shift, yes, which is another great game of his. So uh, if he makes it, I'm I'm impressed. So that's a great one. Really bad chess. Check it out um, on your iOS device. Excellent. Um, my pick this week is an app as well, guys. It's football time. Time to get out on the gridiron, throw some touchdowns, make some sacks, etc. Um, and if you know anything about football, you know, it's all about the fantasy. It's all about the fantasy football. I've picked fantasy apps on the show before, but this year, uh, I'm going to be recommending FanDuel Fantasy. Now, this isn't the FanDuel where you, uh, bet on games. That's a different FanDuel app. This is their fantasy app. But what I like about this, and it's the only kind of fantasy I've ever been good at. Traditional fantasy is at the beginning of the season, you draft a team, um, and you're kind of stuck with that team for the year. And you can add players, drop players. For the most part, that's your team. FanDuel does weekly fantasy. So each week you get to pick a whole new team from scratch, which I am much better at. You play against friends, which actually my family has a pool with a couple of us where we each pick a team each week. But you can also play in um, in pools where you can spend anywhere from a, a penny up to hundreds of dollars, anywhere in between betting your custom lineup against other people um i've done both the free version with friends i've also bet a little bit um and you know you bet a dollar and you might make five dollars back i mean it's not big money um but it's a much easier way to do fantasy football i think than do a whole season league so uh fan fantasy sports um on your device or in the browser um it's a good app and it's fun and it's a a fun way to participate in the season. Even if you're just a casual fan, you can jump in any week and and play. So fingers crossed. I actually win some weeks this year. Good luck. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I'm, I'm, I do. Okay. But there's definitely a strategy to it. I'm, I'm ready to, my family gets highly competitive. So, um, this, this will be fun to see. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, is there anything else on, on your minds? Earlier tonight, I listened to the up for de- the up for debate about the Doom movie, and now I want to watch the Doom movie. 
you should watch the doom movie you you should you should well i i would i think you would enjoy it i will say it's not great but it isn't the worst way to spend an hour and 45 minutes of your life yeah (laughs) you know i'm uh what's it streaming on that's the annoying thing is you do have to rent it. It is not for free anywhere. So Amazon will make you pony up three ninety nine to watch it. I'm very sorry. Devastating. I know. I'm sure you can torrent it somewhere, but um, it's it's ju- it's it's interesting. It's an interesting movie. But I'm so glad. By the way, because now I'll move into the plugs part. I'm so glad we're done with the video game movies. I, that was a in retrospect. That was they weren't the worst I've ever seen, but oh boy, they weren't good. Um, for the most part. So glad that's over. But guys, you know what's coming up starting tomorrow. Sean Tember is here. Get excited. Yes. Yeah. It's the best month of the year. And guys, we have got so much. And by we, I have got so much great stuff planned for next month, starting with the episode we're taping tomorrow which we're actually, it's not Sean Tember, but we are finally reading our summer book club movies. I actually have to finish mine on the plane tomorrow uh, going clear. I've got my copy right here. It'll be our book club. Uh, But coming in up September, I'll give you guys some teases here. Um, We're going to be doing a, um, a fictional character music face off. Where Matt doesn't know this, and by the way, he doesn't listen to the show, so I can spoil it here. But we're going to be listening to the music. Uh, we're going to compare the actual recorded music of Chuck E. Cheese versus the actual recorded music of McGruff the Crime Dog, who you may not know actually had a music career. It's going to be a weird one. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we're also going to be doing, uh, if you guys are available, we've got to schedule some time. Uh, we're going to do another great taste off if you guys are willing to join us. So would you like to know what food I'm going to be sending you this year? Guys, it's the most important meal of the day. Yes. I'm going to be sending you breakfast cereal, and we're going to be eating it on the show um, and trying out some uh, some great options. Yes, and there's going to be some classics, but also some wild cards and basically whatever Target sells. So um, we're going to talk after the show and try and nail down a date. But uh, <laughs> but we'll be excited to have you on in the month of September. What else is going on? We're going to do a little trivia challenge. I, just so much fun stuff. You're not going to want to miss it. UpForDebate.tv is the website. or Just search Up for Debate wherever you get podcasts and check that out. It's going to be a fun month. Of course, our show, Don'tPanic.io, is our wonderful website. Uh, the audio, the video are there, as well as links to all of the picks we talked about. Of course, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts and you get a hold of us at Show on Twitter. Email us, Show at gmail.com. But with that, as we approach the hour mark, we got to shut it down here. I'm sure Dan's already hungry for dinner, so we got to get this man fed. Uh, on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it as always. We'll see you next time for another great edition of another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.